One woman's mystical journey to living authentically. Debbie Anderson is our next guest, and she is in touch with her spirituality, but her success was by no means a miracle. In this episode, you're going to hear how Debbie used passion and hard work to promote her gifts and live authentically. Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International, Episode number 121 begins right now. Welcome to Women Really Mean Business presented by Athena International, the podcast that tells you the story of how women are impacting business one guest at a time. Now here's your host, Jeff Bolitnikoff, with another successful woman and her unique business journey. Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International. I'm Jeff Litnikoff, and we have another great guest coming up. And I must admit that I am out of my element with our next guest because I don't know much about this topic. And you might be in the same boat I am, so we'll both learn together. And I'm speaking of Debbie Anderson, and she is an expert in Oracle decks. Now, she's going to explain what Oracle decks are, and I'm going to and how you use them, and all the other good stuff. I'd love to give some kind of big, great intro here, but I would just be honestly reading directly from her bio to explain it. And you can check out her website, by the way, at vibrational-energy.com. And Debbie, I'm going to bring you into the conversation right now because I really need you to explain everything that you do and give us your bio because obviously (laughs) I am a bit lost. So welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much, Jeff. I'm going to enjoy the time that we have here and let's just see where this goes and how you want to play this. So Oracle cards, first of all, there's a a difference between Oracle cards and tarot cards. And I think a lot of people know about tarot because they're all the things that if you see them in the Hollywood movies, the, the death card comes over or the hangman or something like that. And people always are a little bit scared of them. Well, an Oracle deck is a lot less scary. It's a little bit more fluffy, but there is no real determination on how to read an oracle deck, whereas tarot is more structured and you have to learn it and all those kind of things. So that is probably the, the big key because a lot of people go, hmm, uh, an oracle deck, isn't that sort of like playing with the devil or things like that? Well, I don't with mine. You can with yours. That's your choice. <laughs> But using Oracle cards are really very easy. And for anybody that's picked up a deck and they say, well, you know, what am I supposed to do? And this is where I always say, whatever you want to do, which sort of sounds a bit like the cop-out clause, but it certainly isn't. The whole idea is when somebody uses a tarot or Oracle deck, they're wanting to get an answer or a direction or something like that. A bit like going to ask your best friend, should I go and have my hair cut? Are these the best shoes that I should be wearing? Or what do you think of this dress? But it's in a little bit more conceptual way. So we're using it in a way that we can discover intuitively, opening our heart and our mind, and so that we can connect with that. You know, the universe, God, Buddha, Allah, whatever your belief system is, you can use an oracle deck. So the first thing is no one oracle deck is the same as others. So tarot decks have a set number of cards. Oracle decks can be from anything from like 40 cards up to 52 and mine are 52 in mine it's a bit like a a large deck but it's covering all different things so the first thing I always say to anybody is if you've got an oracle deck and you're trying to use them it's very simple 
the very first thing you do once you open your box is you're wanting to connect to it. And so I always say to people, first of all, just take the cards out of the box, look at the colors, look at the imagery on it, and just start to move the deck around. So you're shuffling it. And I always say to people, whether you're a, 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 a poker player or whether you're a, like a small child, there are different ways that you can shuffle your deck and there's no set one rule of engagement. And then once you've done that and you've just moved the cards around, basically, whether some people say that's putting your energy on it. Well, you know, it's like playing with a deck of cards. You're not going to deal out based on the deck that's already been packaged in there from the manufacturers with the ace right up to king, because otherwise not everybody's going to get the cards that they want. So the idea of shuffling them is to move them around and make them mixed up, if you like. So then you've got to look at what your intention is. What am I using these cards to get an answer for or direction on? So you connect with the question that you want to ask. And I always say to people, in a very safe environment, because you don't want to be doing this while driving a car, close your eyes, center yourself on what you're about to do. And that is to connect with this deck to play. And I always like to take everything in three, three cleansing breaths in and out, just nice and gently into your body so it calms you. It puts you in, again, the intention of what you're going to be doing. And once you've done that, you're going to be thinking about what do I want to ask? What am I trying to get direction with? What am I needing at this time? Now, maybe it's just as simple as what's my focus for today or what kind of things are going to happen today up to the point of is this the right guy to marry or um, should I go out and put all my money into gold or something like that. I'm being a bit facetious there, Jeff, as you can tell. I'm not trying to say to anybody you can only use the cards for those kind of things, but they can be everyday kinds of questions. So whatever the question is, you're sitting, thinking, connecting to it, taking some time away from it. It's like learning to drive a car. You don't just get in the car and assume you know how to drive it without, first of all, having the lessons. Second part you do is you connect to the actual deck. So I've shuffled my cards. They're not in alphabetical order anymore. I've put them in whatever way I want them. Now, some people who are listening to this and say, yeah, but should I tap the deck? Should I cut them into three? Should I cut them into six? Should I do this? Should I do, you know, I always say, should I throw salt up in the the air and twist around uh, three times Widdishans? And again, you can do that if that's what you want. Again, it's back down to intention, whatever you want to do. So you can take the cards, put them into piles. You can cut them into five piles. You can turn the last card up, the first card up. What I like to do with people, because it's a lot easier, is just push all the cards out so they can see at least the edge of each card and then say, which one do you want? And of course, if you're shuffling and the deck and cards start to fall out, stop shuffling, you're done. That's all you need. You don't need to go any further than that. Now, the next part is interpreting the cards. What do they mean? And the very, you know, I call that connecting with the card. What are you looking for? So now you've got your cards that you've chosen or card, and there are never any wrong choices. And if you've got a card and you're starting to look at it, contemplate on it, reflect what it means to you. Do the colors resonate with what's going on at the moment? Is the imagery on the card singing a tune to you or saying, oh, my gosh, I need to step away from this? Basically, what's it telling you? What's the emotions you're feeling? How are you in that moment? Are you feeling you're getting the answer or this is not quite the right thing that I wanted? 
And this is where I say to people, this is important to write this information down. The card that you drew or the cards that you drew, the question that you've asked, because that's really important as well. The date, maybe how you were feeling at the time of actually pulling these cards and doing this. Like, was I really frustrated and I needed an answer and the cards weren't giving it to me? Or was I rushing out of the door and I just wanted to shuffle the cards? Because all of those can play a big part into it as well. I'm not saying you have to sit for hours and meditate before you can do this, but it's always good for us to know where we were in ourselves before we do anything in life. It really helps to focus us. And, and, and that's a great explanation. And uh, please finish it. But I definitely want to get into how you really have developed this business. So go ahead and finish it. But I have a great, I have a great follow-up question to this. Great. Okay. So once we've got all the cards out, you've, you've, you're reading them. Now, there's a guidebook in all of my decks, and most decks have a guidebook in them. So it's really trying to tap into the intuition. That's what I encourage people to do. And keep this almost like a, a diary of all these kind of things. Because the more we practice, like anything, the better we get at it. So hopefully that helps your viewers just sort of get a little bit of an inspiration. And there's there's just so many ways. So what was the question you wanted to ask or what was it you wanted to lead in with this? Well, you know, and, and this comes directly from your bio. And there's just so much that is fascinating about this because I don't know much about it. And I really appreciate and I know the folks in the audience that are in the same boat I am appreciated that great explanation as well. But let's spend before we have to get into our last few questions. Let's spend some time talking about your success, but then back up to how you got to that success. So let me just read this. You are one of the leading experts in North America. I'm reading from your bio on the use of Oracle cards, as we said. You have four acclaimed, gorgeously illustrated vibrational energy decks for adults and children. You've sold more than 20,000 decks, and you use decks, as you say in your bio, to provide positive messages for children or to give your inner child full expression. And always, and that's, that's great, and you're in a place of great success now. However, at one point in your life, you were almost institutionalized for being <laughs> psychotic. And yeah. you ha- you spent a lot of times denying kind of your inner self. And so maybe you could tell me about the journey from a very tough, challenging place to now running a very successful business. Well, I think anybody that is has dealt with anything to do with the spiritual side. At, the, at my time, I, I started seeing spirit when I was four years of age and didn't really have anybody. I'm 63. So at that time when I was growing up, there was not the kind of, there certainly wasn't the internet, but there wasn't the kind of information that you could glean and understand. Whereas today, thankfully, Thankfully, we do have a little bit more openness on this subject. So I was around about the age of 11 or 12. And at that time, I was, you know, I would have conversations with dead people and just think they were a normal conversation. But I was actually on a bus coming home from school and I leapt up and sort of shouted on the bus, look, look, there's Jesus. And yes, any of us in that situation today would be backing away going, oh, poor child, she really is lost the plot. And of course, I assumed at that time in my life that everybody could see what I was seeing. I'd never questioned it. I'd never said, oh, can you not see this person? Or do you not understand what I'm talking about? Because nobody had really questioned me. And of course, it got back to my mom who quickly whisked me off to see a psychiatrist. And in those days in the UK, 
uh, who definitely, if you were seeing things, you were probably having a psychotic breakdown and you would have certainly been institutionalized into a mental institution. And as I always say, I would be wearing a lovely white coat where my uh, arms were wrapped around my back. So I had to, at that point, say to my mom, I just made it all up. I was just doing it for attention seeking. And of course, I got into a lot of trouble over that as well. But it was the safety net, I think, that spirit had uh, blanketed over me at that time so that I didn't end up in an institution, although some people may to this day doubt that I should be there and locked up, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, But of course, like everybody else, even though I... um, could clairvoyantly see things and it didn't become like an overnight business. I I worked in corporate world for many, many years until I had that point where I had to really decide that I couldn't do one more than the other and made that, as as many people do when they're working and they start their own business, I made that break. And that was about the time when I created my first deck because I couldn't really handle, you know, was it have all the balls in the air at the same time and be able to successfully do everything the way I wanted to. So and of course, my transition came around not with ease and grace, as most of my things in life have not been with ease and grace. I ended up having a, a succession of three car accidents. First of all, I had an injury at work, which put me off work. And I had to recover. And I was thinking about going back to work, even though I really wanted to do what I wanted to do full time. But of course, at that time, it was a case of, well, now I'm in debt. What am I going to do? So then I had a car accident. And so I was I was not listening to the messages I was getting at that time. But when I actually locked in and heard and listened, as it were, the rest of it all tended to transition into place, if you like. And of course, as I think it was Willie Nelson that said, uh, it took me 50 years to become an overnight success. So when we when we place that into its actual reality, that it does take time, effort and certainly passion which I think this is truly where anybody that starts a business, sometimes it's out of need, sometimes it's out of passion, but when we connect the two together, then it always works. I love that. Yes, passion is something that we can never escape, right? If you are passionate about something, it's going to follow you around and eventually you have to give in to it. Yeah. And I think it was Tony Robbins that said, uh, follow your passion and the money follows you or something like that. I can't, I'm not very good on other people's quotes. So I apologize if I've offended somebody and it wasn't his quote, but there is you know, a lot I, of, there's a lot of paraphrasing that goes on on this show, especially from the host. So <laughs> no worries. <laughs> well, I don't want to, uh, you know, upset anybody, but I think it's really important that when we follow our passion, firstly, and yes, we have to use logic and a reason and all of those other kinds of things in it. I was very blessed when I uh, created my first deck because I, self, I self-published, self was to uh, have the backing of people around me, especially my husband that said, come on, let's just do it. You, you, you trust in it. You have faith in it. I trust you. So let's do this. And of course, yes, it was a, a huge financial investment for us, like any business is when you're starting. But if you believe in it and you have others around you that believe in it along with you, it certainly makes it a lot easier. Well, Debbie, let's go into our last few questions here. First, first of all, we're going to talk about the resources. And again, I am. there's going to be 
links to everything that you do as well. And and people, Thank you. Of, of course, no, it's it's great to have you on uh, vibrational dash energy dot com. That's how you can connect. And again, everything that Debbie has is going to be in the resource section of her notes. But Debbie, there are some other things that people should plug into that you would recommend that you think might inspire folks. Well, I think when anybody that's going into the business side, you've really got to know about so many, you've got to wear so many different hats to start with. And I think for me, the biggest one was the marketing. I really did not know how to sell my product or get out there. So one of the big resources I really enjoyed reading was Seth Godin, because his whole concept of this was very simplified. It didn't overcomplicate things. On the spiritual side, of course, it will be Wayne Dyer and Louise Hay. They were probably my forerunners of that kept me spiritually attuned to what I wanted to connect with. As far as what I call the mind-body connection, because it's mind, body, and soul, uh, one of the authors I love is Debbie Shapiro. Uh, she's written the mind-body workbook, which uh, looks at how our body connects with what's going on uh, in our world. And of course, I get my own connection to me because I love playing with my oracle decks and affirmation cards. So I get, I'm, I'm really blessed because I get the access to all of that and more. And of course, nowadays on the internet, there are so many free resources available to anybody, whether it's a meditation, whether it's a information on marketing, whether it's information on how to sell your product or how to download this or create an ebook or whatever it is. There's so much there. So tap into that. Tap into what you need. All right. Let's hand the mic over to you, Debbie. And so as... Folks that frequently listen to this podcast know I start with the guest, end with the guest. And so I am going to hand the mic over to you, even though we're on Skype. <laughs> but <laughs> but it is it, it is your uh, time to close out the podcast and talk to folks with whatever you'd like to communicate to them. And uh, Debbie, the floor is yours. Well, I loved the uh, the eight Athena leadership principles. I, ha- I I'm going to stick to that because I really loved it. And the the one that I loved is live authentically. And this is very important for all of us in business or in life. The only person we can be is ourselves, whether it's on stage or off stage, so to speak. And everything we do in life is based on intention and discernment. This empowers us who we are inside, what that all reflects outside of us. And it becomes a knock-on effect for those in our daily lives, whether it's our family, our friends, our colleagues, our community and our world. And each of us become our own superhero. And I think that's something we maybe forget. We're always placing superheroes outside because when we're in business and when we're um, a family or whoever we are, we're doing things, creating, being, living every day with courage, we give back. We step every step of the way. That's who we are. And I use I am mantras to keep me focused on my day-to-day work. Words that resonate with me, that nourish and fill my soul, because that's important, because that helps me vibrate higher. It becomes my true authentic self, if you like. And it's the one thing that I will finish on without going on too long is the important thing to remember is you are your thoughts. So if you want to manifest anything in your life, be it a man, a house, you know, the yacht, a job, a business, take a moment to think about what and how you think, how you interact with yourself. 
Because if it's not positive, you've got to ask yourself, why not? Because all we're going to attract to us is the not positive stuff. And I work in vibrational energy. So a lot of that is remembering my thoughts become my who I am and what I project out and what is brought back to me. So I hope that makes sense to everyone. Yeah, it, it makes perfect sense. In fact, I want to leave you with a song. I promise not to sing it. But, <laughs> but and, and I can't say her last name. I'm not sure how to say her last name, but it's Callie. U-C-H-I-S, and the song is called After the Storm, and I'm going to read partial lyrics from Mm -hmm. this song, and it features Bootsy Collins. It's a really nice R&B number, and the lyrics in, well, the relevant lyrics to what you just said, so if you need a hero, just look in the mirror. No one's going to save you now, so you better save yourself, and everybody's hurting, everybody's going through it, but you just can't give up now because you got to save yourself. I love that. It's so perfectly said. Exactly. Yeah, that song always resonated with me. Uh, mm. And it's a, and it's a, actually, uh, she's got a beautiful voice and, you know, Bootsy Collins. How you, how can mm. you go wrong listening to oh, a, a yeah. Bootsy Collins song? <laughs> anything that he's, uh, anything that he is attached to. At any rate, uh, thank you so much for your time. Uh, Debbie Anderson, vibrational-energy.com. Really appreciate your time on the podcast this week. Thank you so much, Jeff. I really enjoyed being uh, spending this time with you. So thank you. Absolutely. She was searching for a job that would bring her joy and fulfillment. But what Adina Silverstein ultimately learned is that her passion for animals was able to become a business that was off the beaten path. Do you have something similar in your mind, a passion that maybe you could turn into a business? Well, that's going to be the focus of the next episode of Women Really Mean Business presented by Athena International. And here's a little bit from Adina. My passion for animals is what fuels everything that Queenie's Pets does. And my passion for integrity all throughout, no matter what I do, whether it's about the business side of things or the people side of things or the pet side of things, is what carries me through in teaching others and in coaching others to be excellent business owners, no matter the industry they're in. In addition to producing this podcast weekly, the passion that we have is to get more people to listen. I guess that's kind of obvious, right? But we could really use your help to do it. Myself and my partners at Athena International would love it if you could do one of two simple things. First of all, rate and review the podcast, and second, share it. If you could do both, that would be amazing, but if you could just do one of the two, it would help us immensely. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening.